let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step-by-step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. You can't see me. My time is now. What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to another episode of the Massive Joe Show podcast, Fitness Times Business. My name is Joseph Mensell, CEO of Massive Joe's. I am your host, and I'm joined in this episode 20 by, to Massive Joe's, what Scotty Pippen was to the Chicago Bulls. Massive Joe's, what Shaquille O'Neal was to the early 2000 Lakers. My teammate, Massive Joe's general manager, Steve Mills. Hello. What's happening, man? It's good to be back. It is good. It's you good did one. Well, you did one on your own last week. I did a solo, the yep. first ever solo Massive I don't think I could do solo. I don't think I could talk to myself like that for 30 minutes. Well, I know you, you know, could, but... You put me in front of a microphone and camera, true. mate. I know. <laughs> I'm good to go. It's good to have you back, man. We have uh, a, a very, um, we were debating what topic to do mm. this podcast on this episode 20, because it is episode 20. We're 20 episodes deep now. It's kind of significant. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And we had a few topics on the table, and uh, one of the topics was dealing with setbacks. And uh, quite timely. Yeah. <laughs> with, with, uh, with wanna... Do you want to tell the viewers that those watching on YouTube, it looks like you're wearing a bum bag yeah, at the moment. Yeah, I'm not wearing a bum bag. It is a sling. So I tore my pec off the boat. Uh, I tore my pec, sorry. Yeah. But I tore the pec major, which is your, your big pec muscle, yeah. and tore the tendon in half. Yeah. So I needed surgery two weeks ago last Tuesday. So yeah. two weeks and three days ago yeah. um, to reattach it. So, um, yeah, so had my uh, stitches out yesterday but need to be in a sling for six weeks and six weeks of rehab and then lightweight work after 12 weeks mm. and i was doing a bench pressing so 180 kilos on the bench on mm. the way down go to our latest uh, episode of weekly word if you want to watch the video yeah but yeah on the way down um just yeah snapped in half you tore your hamstring i did in the spotting. process of spotting me <laughs> Um, That's a fucking disaster. It was not good. So, oh, yeah, man. so it's obviously been a setback because I had planned on doing a powerlifting meet in October. Yeah. Um, so it is timely. A setback, an injury for any sports person slash athlete slash gym goer or fitness mm. fanatic is always a setback. Um, and one of the topics that we had on our uh, list of topics for this episode of the Massive Joe Show, for this episode 20, uh, was dealing with setbacks. And we thought, man, timely, we got to do it. So that is the topic of discussion for this episode of the Massive Joe Show, dealing with setbacks. And in particular, setbacks that are outside of your control. So I just want to, I want to very, very early on draw the line between things that are possibly classed as as failures that perhaps you kind of going go into know that there's you know a chance of failure and and you you don't succeed uh this is dealing with setbacks that are outside of your control so for example your injury is a fantastic example of it and for those of you tuning in for the very first time to the massive joe show podcast because we know that we do have a bunch of new listeners each and every episode that we drop the foundational principle, the driving force behind this podcast is fitness times business. So we tend to pick a topic, the topic for this episode, of course, dealing with setbacks. And we pick a topic that transcends both fitness and business. And we discuss it in the realm of each, starting with fitness and then segueing over into business. And then we like to finish off by giving you guys some practical advice that tends to also transcend both fitness and business that you can apply to your own life. And in this particular example, your own setbacks. 
So let's get into it, man. Mm -hmm. Let's start with fitness, dealing with setbacks. So I think the, the, you know, the first thing, what sort of setbacks, just for relatability, what sort of setbacks, obviously we're talking about injuries. Yeah. Is, is. Injuries. Almost. I mean, probably, probably the two big ones I had in mind were obviously injuries. Yeah. Um, the other one is setbacks. Sorry, probably a few setbacks isn't one. If yeah. you're, if you're a team sport player, for example, mm. the setback is getting dropped from a team. Yep. Um, a setback may be not progressing through to the next round of a tennis tournament. Mm-hmm. Uh, setback may be not placing first at your bodybuilding show when yep. you thought you were going to come first. From or a competitive perspective. From a competitive point yep. of view. So it could, it could be anything. But as you said, um, yeah, things aren't in your control. Yeah. Let's so, say that you've got, a, you've got a particular path that you're pursuing, <clears throat> a particular vision for your whatever your fitness journey looks like once again if it's if it's gym based if it's powerlifting if it's bodybuilding if it's basketball football tennis whatever your fitness related journey looks like you've got a particular journey in mind you've got your vision in place and then something happens whether it be an injury a sickness all of the examples that you gave Mm -hmm. that effectively serves as a setback that's outside of your control for all intents and purposes that's what we're talking about when it comes to fitness. So how do you deal? I mean, I, th- I think... How are you dealing at the moment? I'm fine. And uh, I've, everyone that I've spoken to says, well, why are you so upbeat or why aren't you pissed off? Why are you or, so happy? Why aren't you posting about it every day? You're on, always, you're on always so media. pissed off when you're not injured. Yeah. It's I almost know. like your injury has made you happier. Exactly. <laughs> it's fucking weird. Exactly. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I think... The, a, big, a big thing to realize is that setbacks are really inevitable. They're going to happen to everybody. Yes. Um, set, the only way that setbacks aren't going to happen mm-hmm. are if you're not putting yourself outside of a comfort zone or working hard for something. Yeah, but even so, even so, sometimes you don't even have to push yourself outside of a comfort zone. I definitely think pushing outside of a comfort zone definitely increases. No, no not just a comfort zone, but working hard for something. Yeah. If, if you're putting yourself outside of a comfort zone, working hard, pushing mm. your limits mm. in whatever that may be, mm. you're going to experience setbacks. You have to realize that they're an in- inevitable in all aspects of life. Everyone's going to go through them. I think they're an inevitable part of any journey. Because the thing is, is I let's just go back to my injury. Yeah. I benched it, benching 180, tore my pec. If I was going the safe, not working hard, going through the motions, yeah. I wouldn't have done it. But mm. really, I wasn't pushing myself. I wasn't working hard. Yeah. If you're not up on stage in a top three position and you know you're a top three competitor and you don't come first and you're pissed off that you mm-hmm. didn't play, so that you see that as a setback, yeah. or getting dropped from a high-level sports team... Yeah. They're the things that you have to realize. Those things are inevitable in life is accepting that it's inevitable. As much as that sucks for people, and that's probably one thing that a lot of people can't overcome Mm. to begin with, but you have to really just realize that, hang on a second, this is inevitable. I'm working hard for something. I'm pushing my limits, putting myself outside the comfort zone. I'm not staying in the safe lane. I'm Mm. not just benching 100 kilos for 12 reps. I'm trying to bench 180. I'm trying to hit a PB, whatever that may be. That's the reason why it happened. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, that that isn't obviously a way to overcome setbacks, but it's just uh, it's just a way to realize that okay, hang on a second, I'm actually working hard for something here. It's probably it's probably the first step of awareness mm. is, um, is is being aware and accepting the fact that yeah, if you do have a particular journey in mind with regards to your fitness, and this also kind of transcends to business, but we'll get to that later. Um, if you do have a journey in mind, 
it's just an awareness that, okay, there's going to be some times here where I'm going to have to take two steps forward, one step back. Yeah. Two steps forward, one step back. Mm. And the one step back is, of course, the setback in however it manifests. Yeah. Uh, but that is a part of the journey. The journey is never two steps forward, two steps forward, two steps forward, no. two steps forward with zero steps back. There's mm. always going to be multiple. It's not even it's usually for most people, it doesn't happen once. It happens multiple occasions where, you know, sometimes the setback is going to be more significant than others, but there are going to be minor moderate and then significant setbacks along the way but that's what i'm saying is is inevitable mm. everybody has them and you have to realize that i think that you look at you look at yourself for example yeah. not winning a pro card or not placing first in, well, in a, in a in I, I actually want to just because you've given me the license um i actually want. <laughs> can i give my other examples first real quickly <laughs> you can <laughs> like people like, like we well, i was gonna say i was gonna say i think that the best way instead of speaking kind of vaguely is to give actual examples. Now I have, I personally have two that I want to give one, one relates to my basketball career when I was younger, mm. you know, over 10 years ago now. And one relates to my bodybuilding slash men's physique career, which was quite recent. And mm. I want to give those two examples and mm. explain those to the, the viewers and the listeners, mm. but you go first. I was really say, but people like Aaron Pilates, who we had on a couple yeah. of episodes ago, I think it was yeah. episode 18. Episode 18. Is you look at him and yeah, he's gone through on one show after show. Yeah. In, in, in what you said before, he was having that two steps forward, two steps forward, two steps forward. Yeah. In that way, up until when he, I believe he said he didn't win his pro card. Yeah. And he wanted to give up. Yeah. <laughs> he, but you look at someone like, fuck Aaron, you've, you've come first in, you've won yeah. your whatever, overall IFBBs, you've done, over, you've, your mental piece looks like a fucking shrine. Mm. But then something like that for him, he still has a setback when it's like someone who, Aaron, you're going to be a future IFBB pro. Aaron, you're going to do this. People have said, Aaron, you're going to win a Mr. Olympia, whatever that may be. And that people have said to him. But the thing is, is even someone up to Aaron's standards in like the bodybuilding world, yeah. who we had on a couple of weeks ago, as yeah. I said, yeah. still had that setback and of, of not winning his pro card when he thought he would or not mm-hmm. winning the overall when he thought he would mm-hmm. and having that setback of fuck. Why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. What am I doing? Mm-hmm. The other thing is, like, even up to people like LeBron James, number one best basketball player in the world. Oh, mate, you uh, go go one step even further back than that, and let's go to the goat, mm. MJ, yeah. Michael Jordan. Goat, you're talking about LeBron still? No, <laughs> mate, we can do a whole podcast on this if you like. But I was just going to say, I'm talking about MJ. But I was just going to say, like LeBron, like last season, with, yeah. with even as much as the Lakers. Yeah. Fuck, Lakers going to win the championship. LeBron's there. Yeah. Doesn't make the finals. Didn't even make the finals. So you look at setbacks like that, losing championship series, whatever that may be, that he's done in the past, is someone as good as LeBron. If you want to go back to Michael Jordan as well, um, yeah, and it's even like that Nike commercial. Yeah. That that, um, Michael Jordan commercial, and I've watched it a hundred times about maybe he made you believe it was easy because mm. I only ever saw the game winning shots. You, mm. ever, only ever saw those things. you didn't see everything. You didn't see the missed shots. You didn't see the lost games. You, didn't see, you don't see the buzz beaters he didn't make. Yeah. Um, and we're not talking about the highlight rule here, but we're just saying that, yeah, the, the, everybody, no matter who it is in the world, in yeah. terms of sport, we've just listed well, three very easy ones, but everyone can say what sort of setback they've had. Mm-hmm. Like I said, mine's my chest, but yeah, you've got your couple, which are. Oh, you want me to Now you can talk. I'll give you now the light now, to talk. Now you're actually giving me the license. So my two setbacks went in, in terms of fitness and, and um, the athletic area of my life. The first one was uh, my stress fractures in my lower back, which effectively ended anything that I was going to do with basketball. And those of you who have listened to pod- guest podcasts that I've done where I've told the story of Massive Joes would, would know this story already. 
But effectively, when I was younger, I played a lot of basketball. Uh, you know, there was the opportunity for me to do something career-wise there. I developed two stress fractures on the same vertebrae in my lower back, which is super, super rare. One stress fracture or even multiple stress fractures in your back on different vertebrae is quite common, especially with high-level athletes. But to have two on the same vertebrae, career-ending. Um, so that, you know, still to this day, and that was when I was – 18 years old, um, you know, 15 years ago, still to this day, that sticks in my mind as fuck. That was a significant setback in my life. And effectively, the the result of it was it ended anything I could do with basketball. You know, I still can't do anything high impact because the fuckers never heal. So that was one significant setback with regards to performance-based sports. My other significant setback that sticks with me is much more recent, which was 2016, uh, was when, you know, I went into the IFBB Nationals um, in Sydney in 2016, expecting to, and a lot of people expected me to, um, win the overall, earn my pro card, um, and then go into the IFBB Pro League um, as a professional men's physique athlete. And I went into that competition. I won the state title a couple of weeks before. Everything was going perfect. I'd looked the best I'd ever looked. Nice and, you know, big, full, not too lean because at that point they didn't fucking, who knows what they want year by year. But anyway, it was what they were looking for that particular year. Um, went to the nationals and didn't even place. Not didn't win my pro card. Didn't even place top yeah. three. Yeah. Um, which was a huge setback for me at the time mm. in terms of the journey that I had planned out for my men's physique competitive career um, because you know, I had to go back to the fucking drawing board as an amateur um, when I was expecting to, to you know, start a professional career in 2017. Yeah. It didn't happen. So those are my two significant fitness-related setbacks mm. um, that, that – you know, stick in my mind. And as soon as you said, we're going to give examples over like the two that mm. came to me straight away. Um, very prevalent in my mind. But what I'm interested in is how do you, like I, I know mm. how I got through those mm. setbacks. Mm. And that's really where I want to take this because, you know, we've all experienced them. All of the listeners, the viewers have probably got, once again, similar to me, at least one, probably multiple examples that stick in their mind as, you know, it might be a particular injury or it might be, um, you know, like mine, you know, not winning a competition mm. or getting cut from a particular team or whatever the fuck it was. I've got one injury <coughs> and one, you know, performance related. Mm. Um, the listeners and the viewers probably have multiple of those. Mm. And if they don't, they're definitely going to have them yeah. <laughs> in the future. So when they occur, what what do you use to get through them? I think there's a, a whole there's there's I've got about four or five yeah. to use, and they all string together. So I'm not going to say this is the first thing you need to do. This is the second yeah. thing you need to do. But yeah. there's a string of things. Yeah. The first thing I say is putting a time limit on your uh, disappointment. Yes is put a time limit on how long you're going to reflect on it or, or get down about it. Mm -hmm. It's fine. You can take the time and let you eat when you didn't win your pro card. I know you didn't sleep that first night because mm. um, it fucking sat on your mind and probably for yeah. a week or so you yeah. were, you hated the word Aaron when he didn't win his pro card yeah. wanted to give up. But, yeah. but the big thing is how long are you going to grieve about this situation or grieve or be disappointed or be down the dumps, be angry, be upset, whatever that may be. You really have to put a stringent time frame on how long that is. Mm. Um, that sort of leads me just off topic, a sidestep is, is then not letting that, 
um, that uh, event mm-hmm. to be to start being used as the cause or, or, or excuses to mm-hmm. be used as an excuse. Yeah, a cop out. So I mean, for example, like uh, obviously, I just said I had my surgery two and a half weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Probably a week after my surgery, I looked in the mirror and I'm like, "Fuck, Steve, you're getting a bit fat." <laughs> but I was. Like I'd stand there in the mirror after the, after my show. I'm like, fuck. Like yeah. I've really let myself go in the two weeks since I hurt myself, but the yeah. week since injury. Yeah. And that was a big thing. Is I'm like, oh, no, nah, you're all right. You've just had surgery. Mm. But like, how long does that go on for? Mm. Is it four weeks after? How long are you going to hang your hat on that? Eight weeks. Like, I, yeah. like I've just said before, I can't train properly for twelve weeks upper body. Yeah. So does that mean for twelve weeks I just start? Oh, it's okay, Steve. You're allowed to be fat. You've just had the surgery. How long does that go on for? Mm. I mean, the first thing I did was all right. It's been a week. Mm-hmm. Look, you, you can start walking again mm-hmm. and, and going for a walk or you tighten up your diet. What are you doing? Um, and, yeah, that's that's um, just something I did was I said, all right, and I looked in the mirror and I'm like, Steve, it's been, I think it was like a, I think it was almost a Saturday night or a, and I had the surgery on the Tuesday. So it wasn't even a full week. Mm-hmm. But I, I looked, I'm like, fuck, you're getting fat. Mm-hmm. Like, you need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. So that was when I sort of snapped out of it and yeah. and and. and stopped using my setback as an excuse for why things were happening yeah all right my muscles are diminishing obviously yeah okay my left hand side which i can't use diminishing but like my legs i mean obviously now i've got clearance two weeks later i've had a clearance from the from the surgeon yesterday mm-hmm. so i can start training legs again lightly but I'll start training legs again yeah so really i can't use my surgery as an excuse for my legs getting smaller or my quads getting smaller or whatever that may be yeah is is yeah stop using that as an excuse for, for not moving forwards. Mm-hmm. And then what's next? Um, next was to start uh, a new goal. Mm-hmm. So whatever that may be, is you, uh, you need a goal to be moving forwards, to start moving forwards. So my goal was to compete in a powerlifting comp, was to bench 200 kilos, mm-hmm. but now that goal has stopped. So I think as a driving factor, you need to now set yourself goals. Mm-hmm. And that's not goals of a year in time. I'm not talking about, all right, in, in 12 months, I'm going to bench 200 kilos. You need to start setting goals that are small day-to-day goals, not year-long goals, like a goal for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Set new goals for yourself, which yeah. will work as a motivation. For me personally, what I did was my goal was to, well, I guess it was a task, but it's also a goal, was to tighten up my diet. Yeah. So for my first thing was, all right, I'm going to tighten up my diet, cut carbs back down. I'm going to start following. Tomorrow, I'm going to start my new diet. Mm. But the first goal I said was, my first goal I set for myself was to start doing 10,000 steps a day. Mm. So that at least gave me motivation to start exercising again, to start getting back into routine, getting back into a, a general day-to-day life that I'm used to yeah. of training each day um, or once or twice a day. Um I started doing a bit of research as well about ways to burn calories and, and that kind of thing and, and looked into infrared saunas mm-hmm. and saw the infrared saunas burn six to 800 calories an hour, up mm-hmm. to 1,000 calories an hour. The same as jogging for – being in a sauna for half an hour is the same as jogging for half an hour. burns the same amount of calories, funnily enough. So that's what I started doing was instead of each night, all right, in each night I'm going to start training. As I set a new goal, okay, every day I'm going to do 10,000 steps. Every second day I'm going to – using Fred sauna to start burning more calories. Yeah. All of a sudden now, walking for an hour a day, 10,000 steps, 10Ks, so it's actually taking me longer than an hour a day of walking. Yeah. But reaching that 10,000 steps plus doing an hour in the infrared sauna, now I'm burning 1,500 calories again. Mm-hmm. So I'm back to burning calories again. I'm back to losing that body fat yeah. from just those small goals. All right, now two and a half or two weeks later, I got the all clear from the surgeon to start leg, light leg work again. So now my new goal is to start hitting legs three times a week. Mm-hmm. 
So now I'm going to do infrared sauna one night, le- light leg work the next night, keep up my walking every morning. Mm-hmm. So that's the big thing is just to set yourself a goal. But the thing is, it has to be a small goal. For a lot of people that are down in the dumps, yeah, it's not a big picture. No, I'm going to win my pro card next year. Well, no, that's not how you need to go about it. You need to start a small measurable goal mm-hmm. that you can start tomorrow. All right, tomorrow I'm going to train legs. Or tomorrow I'm going to do whatever. It's just make start making small goals. Yeah. I agree. I think that, uh, you know, that there's, there's a, there's a couple of, it's interesting because it actually ties into the episode I did recently by myself, episode 19, um, on how to increase motivation because generally, and I even gave the example in that, in, in the last episode of the massive Joe show that, you know, you, you'll be on, and this is exa- it's perfect because it's exactly what happened to you. You're, you know, you're, uh, in a position where you're highly motivated, you're, you know, ticking things off your list, you're getting shit done, you're winning, so on and so forth. And then something happens and it just crushes your motivation for you. It was your injury, mm. obviously. Mm. And then the question becomes, well, you know, how do you get out of that black hole, mm. which is very similar to dealing with setbacks because usually when you experience a setback, it has the side effect of crushing your motivation levels. Mm. Um, and I think that what you've said is is very important for a couple of different reasons because the first thing that 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 you mentioned that I think is particularly important, I just want to elaborate on it a little bit, is allowing yourself a particular period of time to sit with the negative emotions associated with the setback. And I think that the reason why that's important is because like we mentioned when we said you've got a particular journey planned out and you experience something that you know takes you off that journey it's the two steps forward one step back when you experience that one step back which is your setback it's important to understand that the reason why you experience negative emotions around that setback is because the journey is actually important to you in the first place if the journey is not important to you it's not it's not a setback mm. you're just going to be like oh fuck i tore my pack oh well i'll just go do something else or you know i didn't win that competition oh well it wasn't really that important to me so i don't care i'll just go do something else or change direction or whatever the fact that you experience negative emotions around a setback it's important to sit with that because it proves to yourself how important the journey that you're on is to you mm. And I think that understanding that and acknowledging that is part of appreciating the journey itself. Mm. But as you mentioned, you have to put a time frame on it because you can't sit down in the dumps feeling sorry for yourself, hanging your hat on that particular setback, you know, uh, just feeling unmotivated for a sustained period of time. Mm. You have to put a timeline on a time limit on it. So that time limit may be a day, a week, a month, probably shouldn't be more than a month. Definitely shouldn't be a month. (laughs) But it depends how bad the setback is. Mm. But whatever it is, give yourself a time period and allow yourself to sit with the negative emotions Mm. surrounding the setback. Mm. Very important. And then what you mentioned, which is what I specifically spoke about in episode 19, was starting to stack small wins. Mm. So when we talk about the two steps forward, one step back, two steps forward, you got to understand that in order to take another two steps forward, you actually have to take a step forward. Mm. 
you actually have to do something. Yeah. You actually have to take an action that is positive in the right direction towards whatever your next goal is. The thing is, is that goal doesn't have to be that same goal as before. No, of course not. It can be completely different. Which is where I think you need to use it as as motivation. Yep. Obviously, my injury, my motivation is to get recover, yep. of course. Yep. But now my motivation isn't to lift 180 kilos again. Mm -hmm. Oh, fuck. I heard the snap and uh, you heard the snap and yeah. it's kind of scared me off of benching a bit. Yes. And if anybody it scared says... scared me off benching <laughs> a lot. So so the thing is for me is my motivation now has changed mm -hmm. to, okay, I want to be the leanest yeah. that I was like two years ago, yeah. but I want to be much bigger. Mm. So that, that's a goal for like 1st of January or whenever. Yep. I haven't actually sat down and properly planned it. Mm -hmm. But I know in the back of my head, my long-term goal, as I said, I'm just setting short-term goals at the moment. Mm -hmm. But my long-term goal is to uh, be the biggest and leanest I've been. Mm -hmm. So to have veins again, veins through my abs, yeah. those kind of things again. Yeah. But to do that, I know, fuck, I need to get my body fat down. Yeah. So I can start doing that now. I can yeah. start doing that while I'm missing. I can walk, I can burn calories, I can set my diet up. Is I can start, that's why I was talking about goals is, Okay, yeah, look to your long-term goal, but don't make that the goal. Yes. To be January 1st, be big and lean, that's great, but fuck, I've got no direction now. If I have, as you say, start getting small wins, did I hit 10,000 calories today? Oh, sorry, 10,000 steps today. Yes, I did. Did I follow my diet that I planned out? Yes, I did. Mm -hmm. Did I go to the sauna three times a week? Yes, I did. Did I do legs three times a week? Yes, I did. It's those small goals week by week, and then as I progress through the injury, I can start setting new goals. Yeah. All right, did I start... Did I get my rehab? It might be as simple as getting your rehab done. Yeah. Might be as simple as starting to like lift a small amount of weights mm -hmm. after six months. Like, because I've been told that the full strength won't come back to my pec for 12 to 18 months. Mm -hmm. So it's stupid for me to say I want to do a powerlifting meet at the start of next year because I know it's not attainable. It's not realistic. Yeah. Um, as you said, for you, it is using it as motivation for someone like you not getting your pro card. Mm -hmm. Well, that's where you can use it as pro card to come back the following year and win your pro card. But for you, for something like your setback with your stress fractures, yes. you know that making the Australian under 18 side or whenever, however old you're, Australian yeah. under 821s or whatever side it may be, yeah. may not be your goal now. So yeah. that's when you've gone off on a different tangent of weightlifting. Mm -hmm. And then you've started bodybuilding goals is, is, yeah, use it as motivation, but it may not be that you're going back to the same goals. So you have to look outside and perhaps set new goals. And I think this is where your mindset becomes mm. so important the ability to understand especially when it comes to changing direction so for my two examples that i gave the first one with the stress fractures in my back was a change of direction okay so i had a particular journey the setback happened the injury happened and i was not able to go back on that journey mm. so i had a complete change in direction when it comes to the second one where i didn't win my pro card in 2016 I stayed on the same journey, but I had to kind of take a different path to get there. So, you know, I looked at that. I looked at, I looked at, and this is where, this is why I say mindset's so important because you have to look at, in either case, whether it's a complete change in direction or whether it's a little bit of a sidestep and a different route to get to, to, you're still in the same direction, but you're taking a different route to get there. The mindset around it needs to be opportunistic. It needs to be, okay, I've experienced this setback. I've, I've taken the step backwards, but it's the old saying, a setback is a setup for a comeback, mm. right? It's having the mindset around, okay, 
this is now giving me the opportunity to go and pursue something else or to take this less traveled path or different path or whatever it is. This is where the mindset becomes so important because you've got two choices at this point with your mindset. One side of the mindset is this is shit. The universe is conspiring against me. I'm fucked. Uh, I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do. And that's when you start spiraling to, into that black hole and you just can't fucking get out of it mm. because your mindset is so negative mm. and so uh, victim mentality orientated. Whereas if you choose the opportunistic positive mindset, you look at the setback, you sit with it, obviously, you set that time period and then you go, okay, well, what opportunities has this setback afforded me? Mm. So with my two examples, when it came to the injury that ended my basketball career, the opportunity was to go and pursue bodybuilding, mm. which I would never have had, had I not experienced the injury because mm. I would have stayed on the basketball path. Mm. So for me, I was excited by that opportunity. Sure, it wasn't the journey that I had in mind since I was a little kid, Sure, it's a different journey. It's a complete change of direction, but it's still an opportunity. Yeah, and look what it's led to. Mm. You know, it's led to everything I do today, from fitness to business to relationships to the people in my life to everything that I'm incredibly mm. grateful for. All stems back to the fact that I suffered that career-ending injury mm. when I was a fucking teenager. Yeah, that for most people would completely have crushed them. And dude. I can, I can, I'm thinking now, I know so many guys that I played ball with around that age and coming up through that who experienced injuries, not at the same time, you, you know, a lot of them were after me who experienced career ended ending injuries and still hang their fucking hat on that. Yeah. 15 years later, mm. they hang their hat on that. Mm. The, the, so the mindset is such an important piece. And then, sorry to interrupt, but I just want to give the, the, um, the non-changing direction example which was with 2016 when i didn't mm. win my pro card so that was just a little bit of a sidestep but once again the opportunity was okay i'm seeing how they're judging this now now they don't want for that particular year and, and a bunch of years there they don't want the bigger not as lean men's physique guys so i'm just gonna see how fucking lean i can come in and that's an opportunity to me. I just want, I was, I was excited about that opportunity to be able to change my physique, mm. to present a different package 12 months later. And as history would have it, 12 months later, I did, I came in smaller, leaner, really small waist, really fucking tight, the tightest I've ever been. Mm. And I won my pro card. We well, just stole my next point. So my next point was going to be yeah. that probably the way too you've gotten over your depressive down state, state. Yeah. But once you've done that and you've put a time limit on it and you're like, all right, let's get started again. Yeah. The first thing you should probably do, because this will set you up, is have an emotionless analytical look on why that setback occurred. Okay. So for you, yeah. it is looking at the results of the show, for example. Mm -hmm. Emotionless, analytical. Okay, looking at the photos, I was a little bit fuller. Mm -hmm. or I was a little bit too fat. Yeah. My body fat wasn't low enough. Yeah. My shoulders weren't big enough. Yeah. My V taper wasn't big enough. My... Mm -hmm. It could be anything. My waist wasn't small enough. I had shit tan. Whatever that may be, mm -hmm. is is having that analytical look about things is is a way that can set you up for the future. Mm -hmm. Just as you said, if and if you're looking for something, as I said before, is, is set a short term goal. Okay, 
well, let's have a look at an analytical look at my physique and why I didn't come first. And it was because my shoulders weren't big enough. Okay, there's a goal for you. Get bigger fucking shoulders. So I'm going to prioritize shoulders in my training. Tomorrow, my first goal is to go hit shoulders for two hours yeah. because I need to build some shoulders. Yeah. I've got no traps. I've got no calves, whatever that may be, is from the analytical review of why that setback occurred, mm. what can I change next time? Mm. If it's your tan, okay, great. No worries. Next time, get a fucking good tan. That's the reason why it happened. And and you have to be emotionless in, in that and, and have a, a good hard look at yourself because initially you will feel the victim. The judges didn't like me. No, I've... The fucking the, the guy who came first is coached by this judge or, yeah. or whatever it may be, but if you stop and actually have a look once you've gotten over that t- time frame and see why that setback occurred, then you can start making changes of okay next time I come about as you just said you've made significant changes to your waist, mm. um, leaner, a little bit smaller those kind of things. But if you just can say continued saying pissed off and blaming on the judges, and you've come in blindly and the next show with the exact same look again, you would have had exactly the same result. Correct. For someone like me, it may have been like, okay, why did I achieve, why did um, my pec tear, like, next time, how can I go about it? Yeah. Okay, was it that I wasn't warmed up correctly? Was it that I tried to lift too heavy too quickly? Mm. Was it that I was uh, too cold? Or what, what What was the reason? Was it my form? Mm. Just have an analytical look at it. Say, well, next time I go about it and when I get back to it, these are the things I need to do differently. I need to work more on my prehab. I need to get more um, ma- massaging. I need to go see a chiropractor. I whatever that may be, yeah. this is the reason why it happened. And and yeah, that analytical review next time will also help you get over that and, and, and know that, okay, this is the reason why, this is the solution, because otherwise you may never know why that setback occurred. Yeah. And as you just said, is uh, you've got 15 years down the track and you're still complaining about it because you really haven't addressed the situation. Absolutely, and you've got the wrong mindset. Yeah. Well, mm. let's flip the switch. I haven't finished. Okay, keep going. I just want one more thing. No, keep going. Is And I think this is a big thing. Yeah. Is perspective. Okay. Is perspective about... Funny, I've got that note written down. <laughs> <laughs> perspective about what exactly what's occurred. Yeah. I mean, for myself, it's a, a chest like a chest injury. Obviously, I've torn my pec. Um, I could be pissed off about this and yeah, it's throwing me out, but then putting yourself in, into perspective about, okay, how does it actually really compare in the big scheme of things? Mm-hmm. It's already been four weeks nearly since, since it happened and three weeks since, since the operation, and which really three weeks is already 25% of the recovery process. And it, doesn't, it feels like yesterday, to be honest, that I had surgery, but it's already been three weeks. Like time's going to fly. Three months isn't a long time. 12 weeks isn't a long time. Yeah break it down into smaller things two weeks is is when i get the and that's the thing is setting it down into into smaller objectives that i've done two weeks out get the stitches out and see the surgeon four weeks time see the physio get some more extensive rehab 12 months uh, sorry 12, 12 weeks six weeks later is when i can start doing a little bit of light weight work so mm. i've got smaller goals as i said before i set small goals there's small goals for me based around the rehab of my injury mm-hmm. but really putting yourself into perspective of okay what could have gone wrong i can still walk, talk, I've still got my general health. Um, you can see other people that are out for a year. Like I'm, it's just my chest that I can't use for, for three months. In the perspective of a big scheme of things, is not really that much of an issue, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I have closely followed Sam Willoughby, if you know the BMX racer from, from I think he's actually born in Adelaide. He is, yeah. And um, you look at him in, in 2016, um, yeah, had a spinal injury and was a terraplegic, I believe, from a mm-hmm. spinal injury. Mm-hmm. So 
you look at that and think, fuck, this is a kid that was, well, I was that kid, but he's slightly younger than me, but who's on top of his sport. I think he won a silver medal at the Olympic Games. Yeah. Now he is laying in a hospital bed. So for me and my injury, and I can still do everything, I can still walk, still do all these kind of things. And the whole biggest scheme thing about what other people are going through is new, really not that much of an issue. Mm. You look at like someone like Sam, he could have gone down about his injury, and I'm sure he did, but we're just talking about goals. And I remember, because this struck a chord with me, was his goal was just to be able to walk down the aisle to get married yep. and to be able to have a dance with his then white or wife yeah. to be at that their wedding and he used that as motivation to rehab was is is and obviously fuck I, I cannot compare to that at all with my chest injury but i'm just saying is even someone with that bigger issue of being told you probably never walk again yeah. to setting the goal of walking down the aisle dancing with your wife and he's done that in less than two years and i think i believe not short not too long after he rode a bmx bike for the first time mm. still not being able to walk but was able to ride a bmx bike so you look at something like that and you put that into perspective and think, fuck, really, in the whole scheme of things, I'm not going to sit here depressed because I've still got all these things I can do. Really, three months is going to go past in, a, in the blink of an eye and then I can start weightlifting again. But look at other people's injuries. Look at other people, what other people are going through and the actual problems in the real world. Yeah. That really, I'm, I'm not going to let this get me down. It all starts with gratitude, man. Well, it does. It all and, starts with gra and gratitude is 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 the biggest driver. And I think is uh, is really realizing that there's somebody out there who has it much worse than you do Always. in all aspects of life. Though Always. that is, so I think that's just a big thing. Is is um, yeah perspective. And then a lot of people have said to me like, "Why aren't you posting about your injury on Instagram?" I'm like, mm. "Because there's people going through real fucking problems. I'm not yeah. going to sit there and <laughs> have a daily update of what's going on with my pec because like there's, there's that many people that are out there." still going through so much more. Man, gratitude is, is and I, I speak about gratitude a lot um, on all different forms of social media, and we've spoken about it a bunch in, in we probably need to speak about it more in mm. a Massive Joe show, I, I think. But uh, but last episode, I spoke to you guys about my morning routine, and, and part of my morning routine is my gratitude journaling. Gratitude is such a huge driver of perspective as well. Mm because it forces you to focus on things that you're grateful for mm. rather than things that you're upset about. So I think that if you, you know, you're listening to this and you're like, okay, you know, I'm, I'm hearing what Neve's saying, but I've just had this massive setback and I'm feeling down in the dumps. And the like when you're in the moment, the perspective thing's fucking hard mm. because you're in the moment, yeah. right? So, and I get that a hundred percent. And my advice to you would be to start with gratitude. Mm. You know, start gratitude journaling every morning. Write down five things you're grateful for. Mm. And like I mentioned in episode 19, it can be simple shit. Mm. You know, it doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be mm. you know, waking up in a warm bed. Mm. Uh, it can be having health. Yeah. You know, having physical health, having mental health, you know, just small things. Start with that. And if you just start with, it's part of stacking wins. You start with small pieces of gratitude and you can pull yourself out of a black hole and into some pretty cool uh, thoughts about perspective that, to the point where you're like, fuck, you know, okay, I've had this setback and, you know, I've torn my pack and, <coughs> you know, whatever the setback may be, but it's actually not that bad. But I think that's where it was is, um, like you just said then, is is you need something to pull you out of that black hole. Mm. I mean, I, I'd had the surgery. I was fucking not high on drugs. Yeah, painkillers. Painkillers, sorry yeah. for, about, for being precise. No, there are drugs. Drugs. Let's be specific on the painkiller side. <laughs> high on painkillers and then, yeah, in a bit of like a... Like, and at that stage, like, I could not do anything. Yeah. Like, I was struggling to 
like put a t. I had to wear a t-shirt over the top. I couldn't yeah. put my clo- arm in clothes and those kind of things. I was feeling. And then you guys went to Brisbane. Mm. And I'm like, fuck! I should have been in Brisbane. Oh. Like, and I, I didn't let that get to me. But it's like, just like it's those little things that like start. We had a shit time. It was horrible. You didn't miss anything. <laughs> but, it <was> those little, <laughs> but it was those little things that obviously, if you start focusing on the bad things, yeah. is when you get dragged down into your black hole. Because so, you're not focused on gratitude. Yeah, you're focused on envy. Effectively, so, it's envy. Well, it was. I mean, to be honest, it was yeah. because that was the first expo I hadn't been to. Yeah, that first time you guys had gone away and. I wasn't there and mm. all those kind of things. And it doesn't seem like, but the perspective, it's not a big deal really. No. When you, when I've been there before and I know how they are and that kind of thing, I'm, I probably didn't really miss anything. Mm. But the thing is, is if you start focusing on the negatives and yeah, okay, look, I fucking can't get dressed. Oh, why me? Mm. Like, oh, I can't fucking, the, the most, the one thing that was fucking annoying was like, couldn't open the lid on the smoothie container. Yeah. But it's little things like, okay, but that's not, not really a fucking big deal it, once you actually look at it. But little things like something as small as not opening the lid on the smoothing container because I've got one hand, like was getting to me. And then, yeah, going to Brisbane, those kind of things. But then I went in um, on the Friday. I'm like, fuck, I've got to get out of the house. Mm. And my partner wasn't there and she'd been there and helped me through, like get changed and a lot of those things. Like she was very good. But the Friday, I think, was the first time that I was on my own, either Friday or the Saturday. And I went and took my two dogs for a walk mm. and went for a walk and then let them off the lead and saw them bouncing around happy and I was out in the sun and out in the fresh air suddenly I realised that what the fuck have I been pissed off or upset about and, mm. but it was something as small as going for a walk in the fresh air seeing my dog run around with a fucking tongue hanging out loving life like in the blue, blue like green grass blue sky you realise and it puts things in perspective and it's gratitude again gratitude, man. but I realised that it was something as small though as me going for that half hour walk trust me it was the fucking slowest walk of my life because mm. i felt like shit and i was half out of it mm. but i put on some music that i like mm-hmm. went for a walk which i enjoy doing going for a walk took my dogs for a walk which i enjoy doing it was a sunny day which always makes it better so it was something as small as that which really dragged me out and that was that was the time when i said that i looked in the mirror and realized i was getting a bit fat but that was the time is that that saturday or friday whenever it was i think it was the saturday mm. was when i snapped out of it Yep. snapped out of that state yeah so for me it lasted like four days but but it was yeah it was a mixture of everything i've just said though mm. is gratitude those kind of things perspective um yeah just finding something to drag you out of that state one of the things that that i use uh in addition to gratitude that helps me get a, a hold on perspective as well is this little saying that i have uh and the saying is everything is short term mm. good times bad times in different times, being on top of the world, being in a black hole, everything comes and goes. Everything ebbs and flows. Everything in the big perspective of your life Mm. is short term. Mm. So I like to think of that in combination with gratitude Mm. when I'm in, when I'm down in the dumps and when I'm, you know, going through a setback or whatever. And it really helps me get perspective. I also like to think of it just on the flip side, a little bit of off off topic, but still important to discuss. I also like to think of that quote, everything is short term, when I feel on top of the world, Mm. when really good shit is happening, when my life is, I'm just fucking winning at everything. Mm. Still, it's very difficult to get to get lost in lose perspective with that as Mm. well and start to, you know, develop an ego and, develop a lack of appreciation Mm. and just turn into a complete dick. That also helps me bring perspective back in. 
mm. on the flip side is everything is short term. Yeah. Those periods are also not going to last forever. Mm. Good periods don't last forever. Bad periods don't last forever. Periods in the middle don't last forever. Everything is continuously changing. Mm. Everything is ebb, ebb and flowing. So when you're in periods of shit, mm. get a hold in perspective and know that it's not going to last forever. Mm. Start focusing on gratitude. Mm. Pull yourself out of the shit. And when you're experiencing periods of super high, also understand that's not going to last forever. Mm. So appreciate it. Exactly. Once again, gratitude. Be grateful for it. Mm -hmm. Soak that shit up. Mm -hmm. Enjoy the moment. Live in the moment. Be present. Enjoy the journey. Because everything is short term. Mm. All right, let's flip the script. Let's talk about business, Big Neve. I mean, I think it's pretty much exactly just the same as the steps we were taking. I mean, as, as we usually do, it's the same as what they were fitness. Yeah. In terms of business, I mean, the, the first thing, as we said, is accepting the setbacks are inevitable, inevitable and they're going to happen. Well, and I just, I just want to kind of, before you get into the, 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 the um, nuts and bolts of, mm. of pretty much kind of what we finished fitness off, mm. um, I do just want to once again clarify that we're not talking about failures here. No. Right? We're not talking about... And this is this is particularly pertinent to business, or or if you're if you're not in business, your career development. We're not talking about taking a risk, understanding you know that there is a chance that you may succeed or fail, mm. and failing. We're talking about setbacks that are outside of your control. Yeah. So, just a couple of examples for for the listeners mm -hmm. and 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 for the viewers who are watching yep. this. Uh, you know, very practical examples of just, just, I've got, I've literally written, I've written a list here yep. of the business setbacks that we've had to deal with mm -hmm. at Massive Joe's yep. in the first seven months mm -hmm. of 2019 yep. that were completely out of our control. Mm -hmm. Shipment issues. Yep. Customs issues. Import permit issues. Mm -hmm. Financial issues. Staffing issues. I can keep going if you want. But <laughs> and that's I what, think that kind of demonstrates. And that's the thing. And and I mean, even I'll bring something up that happened two weeks ago yeah. or three weeks, whenever it happened, is yeah. the Instagram likes got taken away. Uh -huh. Instagram was some of people's business. Yeah. What you're saying is Instagram didn't get taken away. They haven't lost their business. Yeah. Well, they haven't lost their personal brand. It's a setback. It's a setback in terms of likes and people going out and complaining now that they're not getting the same reach or the same um, engagement. engagement because the likes are now gone. Yeah. And that's a setback that they, Instagram influence, who do make a living from Instagram. Mm -hmm. and I, I, I think it was, this is just slightly off topic, but I think it was unfair, yeah. the, uh, the sort of the criticism that a lot of Instagram influence were given. Um, in terms of taking away likes and people sort of making fun of it because it is actually people's livelihoods. 100%. Um, a lot of people do make, and it's not easy to have a, be an Instagram celebrity or Instagram influencer, those kind of things. Yeah. I'm not one because yeah. I don't make a living from it. But mm. um, yeah, I, th I think that for those people though, it was a major setback, Huge setback. in terms of likes. Because not, but not just Instagram influencers, businesses. businesses and, also. and we have, you know, uh, fortunately, uh, not a big part of our business is dependent on that mm. particular social media platform. Yeah. We've done a good job of diversifying because this shit can happen. Yeah. But there's a lot of businesses that are literally built on the back of that platform. Well, I, I did have a think about this before, just actually talking to another small business owner. Yeah. Um, and he said he actually liked it because, yeah. and I was kind of thinking, like, why would you really say that you liked it? And I guess for them now it's taken pressure off perhaps the quality mm. of posts, sort of trying to compete with the big guys. Mm. 
are you producing good enough content in terms of to, that was one thing that, that sort of slipped into my mind mm. the other thing as well is it kind of brings you onto a level playing field because mm. if i see a burger shop for example mm. and the burger shop one of them has ten thousand likes on every photo mm. i mean there's there's a lot of dessert like dessert donuts and and those kind of those kind of businesses yeah and if they're getting five ten thousand likes on a photo you generally think oh shit there's a bit of demand and you want to go to the, try this place out mm. but if you just see I know Bob's Burgers, and and they're generally getting three likes on a photo. Mm. Now they've both got the same amount of likes on there. Well, I mean, they, well, they can't, so they can't them. see yeah. them. That's what I mean. It brings it back to that same level playing field. Yeah. Off topic. Let's get back on topic right now. I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know where you're going either way. It, it demonstrates a setback. It's oh, a dem- the thing, demonstration though. of something that happens mm. in the business realm mm. or the career realm that's outside of your control. I mean, some other examples of you know, let's get out of the. Instagram influencer field and let's mm. go to conventional type careers, mm. you may be made redundant. Yeah. The business you're working for may no, may no longer be able to employ you or may long, no longer have a position for you. You may be uh, moved into a different part of the business that perhaps was not part of the plan that you had set out for yourself. Even something uh, as simple as like a marketing initiative not working. Yeah. I mean, we, we've had it before where we've put substantial amount into like sponsorships of, of certain teams yeah. or or we put in advertising well, I, but i don't really think that's a setback i think that that is like i said i want to differentiate from that because that's <laughs> going into something knowing that there's a chance that it either will or will not succeed i think it's still a setback. That's a, that's a business failure but it's still a setback in terms of the marketing in terms of what could have happened with your business if you're getting 10 percent growth each month because yeah. of your marketing options the first yeah. the first month these were the this was the marketing plan the second month this is the marketing plan for us the third month of the year is arnold classic yeah fourth month is the sydney fitness show yeah and you've got your each month you've got your marketing plans and each month you're getting a return yeah and suddenly one flops that's a setback in terms of the business growth possibly but not outside of your control most of the time because you're making the decision to go out and do it the things i've identified from a business perspective shipment issues mm. completely outside of our control True. but i still think it's a setback. import permit issues completely outside of our control mm. staffing issues Mm, probably a little bit of both. Financial is still a bit of both. Bit of both, yeah. But I'm de- I'm talking. I want to concentrate on 100 the stuff fault. that the stuff that kind of like king hits you from behind mm. that you just can you're just not prepared for. Mm. You just cannot foresee. Mm. That's you know from both a business or a career development or even just a life mm. in general when you know the shit hits the fan. Mm. For no particular reason. I'm going dis- to completely, out, completely outside of your Because if you open up a new store yeah. and you know that it's going to open up your store yeah. and then that store goes completely sh- shit yeah. and you've had to lost a lot of money through that, mm-hmm. that's still a setback in terms of your business. True. But it's within your control because you didn't have to open that store. True, but it's still a setback. Like, for example, if you, if you go and take a job mm. that you know... Mm you don't have the qualifications for, you bullshit on a resume, mm. you bullshit your way through interviews. Mm. We've had staff that have done that before <laughs> and you get fired. Yeah. That's not a setback. <laughs> it's, a, it's a setback if you've done it your whole life. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of your fucking journey. But I'm talking about, I'm talking about. I know yeah, what you're saying. Yeah, I'm, talking, I'm playing devil's advocate. You yeah. are playing very devil's advocate. You've come into the business part of this podcast ready to throw punches. <laughs> <laughs> But that's you know th- those are those are the the you know, the sorts of setbacks that 
both in business, both in career development, and then just in life in general. Mm. Those are the ones that, you know, King hit you from behind yeah. and kind of leave you going, what the fuck? Mm. Similar to you know, injury. Back, back, back to the fitness side of things, yeah. similar to your pec injury. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it just, <laughs> no way you could foresee that. No. It's just fucking come out of nowhere. But I mean, so then, the, the, the thing that, that I said, so just moving quickly onto my point. Yeah. The first one I said is accepting setbacks. Yeah. Real, accepting they're inevitable. Mm. Accepting that happens to every business at some stage. Mm. Um, a good example of this is um, Shoe Dog yeah. by uh, Phil Knight, the yeah. creator of Nike. Yeah. And if you've read his book, he, um, yeah, he goes through a whole range of, of ups and downs throughout mm. the, the his book. Yeah. Um, how he had Onyx Suka Tiger and then how he... Um, Went over there, met the distributor, and then they took the distribution away from him and gave him to another guy on the West Coast. Mm. Um, and then they gave it back to him, and then they completely pulled it out from him, which is why he created Nike. Yeah. Then he had all the financials issues with Nike and banks not lending him money. Yeah. Um, those kind of issues, which which were all setbacks throughout the way. Mm-hmm. And if you look at someone as big as Nike mm-hmm. happened to, Steve Jobs, for example, fired from his own company, mm. biggest company in the world. Yeah pretty much the biggest company in the world. Um, yeah, set back by being fired from your own company. Um, I mean, he, which is one of, obviously to the point you said about becoming fired or redundant. Mm. Um, so, I mean, if it can happen to the Steve Jobs of the world and, and the Phil Knights, the owner of Nikes of the world. Well, it just recently happened to Facebook yeah. as well. Yeah. You know. Just got fined $7 billion Australian dollars. Bill, billion dollars for a, a bloody privacy be- mm. breach. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean that mm. it's it's so it's so abrasive to what social media is about. Yeah, a huge setback for them. Like, no way, no. Well, they you know whether they could have seen it coming is probably up for debate, but huge setback, nevertheless. But yeah, it happens to everyone. It happens to what we would um, classify as very successful businesses and yeah. very successful businessmen yeah. and women. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, that's really kind of the first step in the, in the business or career development realm is you're correct, is, is that awareness and just accepting that if business setbacks can happen to the biggest companies in the world, the most successful companies in the world, if career setbacks can happen to some of the most successful business people in the world, some of the most successful uh, career corporate people, CEOs of companies in the world. It's very interesting if you actually go out and actually just have a, have a research and a Google of this. 100%. Uh, now that in the top of my, back of my mind, I'm wishing yeah. that I'd printed something out. But you look at the owner of Amazon. Yeah. Jeff? Um, sorry, no, Alibaba. Okay. Um. He went and got – he couldn't even get a first-round interview mm-hmm. with like 50 or 100-something companies. And apparently yeah. he tried hundreds of interviews and no one would give him a job. Mm-hmm. And then he went and obviously started Alibaba, which is a multi-multi-billion dollar company. Yeah. Um, you look at Pitt, the likes of Oprah Winfrey and then those ones who couldn't get a job as a TV news presenter or, yep. or whatever her, her story was, something similar to that. Yeah. But, yeah, you look at people like Oprah and look at people – like that, who, um, I mean, Colonel Sanders didn't even start KFC until he was 61 or something. What about Ray Kroc with McDonald's? Yeah. Similar. Everything. Like, the, the thing is, is I'm sure that, like, Colonel, whoever, whoever started, I don't know, actually started. I'll allow the Colonel. <laughs> I'm going to say Colonel. But, I mean, he was, <laughs> obviously didn't start KFC until his 60s. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's had 40 plus, obviously, back in those days, people probably started working a bit earlier, yeah. 40 plus years of setbacks yeah. until he's actually started kfc had the breakthrough 
Mm. It's that. It's what we mentioned with fitness is the the uh, setback is a setup for a comeback. Exactly. But I think that's the that's the 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 first step. And I, you know what? I'm I'm going to start tying this together. Yeah. Because it's it's pretty obvious that this kind of formula of of dealing with setbacks or let's say how to deal with setbacks mm. is pretty consistent across both fitness and business with some slight peculiarities. Mm. But that is definitely the first step, regardless of whether the setback falls in the business realm, the fitness realm, the career realm, the life realm, mm-hmm. is having the awareness, understanding and accepting that setbacks are inevitable. You're going to take two steps forward. You're going to take one step back mm. or something of that nature. Yeah. Then once you experience the setback, you got to set that time frame on how long you're going to allow yourself to grieve mm. for lack of a better term. Mm. I mean, it, it probably like a, a good example here is obviously being fired from your job. Yeah. Um, that's a big thing, obviously, when if, if you enjoy your job, for example, or it was the, the whatever, it was a fair party day, yeah. you didn't enjoy it. I mean, everyone who, you, if you get fired, it, it sucks, no matter who it is. Mm. I mean, you're going to think it sucks to be fired. Yeah. But that's when you can take a step back. And I think that's really where the longer that you sit there and um, like grieve, grieve over it or be upset about it, it's something like that is a lot quicker turnaround mm. than a lot of other things, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's when those kind of situations, you need to get back on your feet um, and actually have a look at, all right, all and what we said about about taking one step back, two steps forward and, yeah. and setting yourself up for a comeback and say, well, was that job that I just got fired from? Is that actually what I wanted to be doing? Was I 100% happy? Mm. And it can open up so many different avenues. Like, okay. And, uh, I, and, I, and I think that, that we'll get to that in a second mm. because I feel like there's still a few steps before mm. you get to that mindset. So that that second step is put a time frame on, mm. you know, and you said, okay, perhaps – depending on what grade the setback is and depending mm. on what area of your life the setback falls in, that time frame may be shorter or longer. Mm. Whatever it is, I mean, set in, it in some, and, in some, and stick to it. In some parts of, of business, I think I think business is a lot more uh, structured in mm. terms of the steps. And I think it's a lot more step bound in business Yeah. in terms of coming back from a setback. Yeah. I think if you're a good businessman or woman, um, the steps are generally quite clear cut in what to do. Well, and I think that the kind of pressures of business mm. and even career, I think both almost kind of put a bit of pressure on you to set a shorter time period yeah. for I mean, how long you're going to grieve about the setback. Yeah. Because I mean, you have to, you kind of have to get your shit together and keep moving forward. And, but, but by that, I mean stuff and people might be thinking like, what do I mean by that? I mean, yeah. things like, like, all right, you your employee, you've had to fire an employee. Yeah. You put out a job interview, mm. you check the resumes, you conduct job interviews, you train them. Mm. There's a clear cut things there. Um, the um, import permits, yeah. for whatever reason, didn't get accepted. Mm. All right, go back, government will tell you what you need to do. You go away to the manufacturer, you go away to the company, you find yeah. out what you need, you represent yeah. to the government, they clear it, it gets delivered to you. Mm. With those kind of things in business, is it's quite clear cut, yeah. really. The one that I said that you didn't really say was a setback, but the marketing menu didn't work, for example, or the marketing thing you didn't work. We'll go back and find out what's worked in the past. What can you do better this time? Why didn't it work? Yeah. Is is there's clear cut steps to follow mm. as that, like without actually, and I think that's why it's a lot quicker and the time frame is a lot, can be a lot shorter um, than, than in fitness. 
for most people because if you know that the like import permits didn't get accepted mm. you hit reply in an email and it's it's almost straight away yeah if a person gets fired or you fire someone whatever yeah you put a job application in at the end of that day yeah so i think for for that case it's not quite as, as emotional mm. um in, in most aspects mm-hmm. as fitness i think it's a lot less emotional it's more of a just a structured comeback mm. i think then the the third step as we kind of mentioned is make sure that you sit with the negative emotions mm. make sure you sit with the grief or, or or the sadness or the disappointment or the frustration or whatever the the collection of negative emotions is make sure that you actually allow yourself to experience them mm. because that proves that in order for you to have a setback or a step backwards or a step sideways or a step in any direction but forward it proves to yourself that you are actually trying to move forward. Mm. You are actually trying to achieve a particular goal or a set of goals, or you're trying to progress, or you're trying to level up one way or another. Mm. So allow yourself to experience those negative emotions because that's just going to reinforce in your own mind that you are actually trying to progress. And And I think one of the worst things you can do is that time frame is like immediate and you don't actually allow yourself to sit with those negative emotions mm. because that's denial. Yeah. Mm. I then think the fourth step, as you started touching on, is at that point, start to analyze the setback. Start to figure out why did it happen. Start to uncover the reasons why it happened. Mm. And then once again, this applies both fitness, business, career, life, whatever it is. Mm. Even when something is outside of your control immediately Mm. or on face value, it's outside of your control, Mm. you can always internalize it. Mm. So like your pec tear, for example. Yeah. Completely, you know, roundhouse kicked you, did not see it coming. Mm. But when you analyze it and you sit down and you look at it unemotionally, as you mentioned, Mm. you can go, okay, well, perhaps my shoulder mobility could have been better. Yeah. Perhaps my technique, my grip was a little bit too wide, Mm. whatever the fuck it is. Yeah. Same things with business as you touched on with the import permits, for example. Mm. Well, perhaps we could make sure that the process upon which we renew import permits is better Mm. or the shipment issues that on face value are outside of our control. Mm. Well, perhaps we can actually have, you know, some sort of key operating procedure Mm. that allows us to avoid this in the future. Mm the uh, staff members leaving or having to be fired or, you know, whatever it is. Well, perhaps we can manage our staff a little bit better. Or even so, was that, but even that back to that was, is the hiring process. Yeah. Did, did you, did you uh, take them through two or three rounds? Yeah. Did you take them through, yeah. did you call up past suppliers there, their, um, have a look at their resume, go through the resume of the fine tooth comb. Yeah. Um, even if you lose your job, um, things like why did you get fired and have it that's yep. that's what we're saying Jack. you need to have an analytical look at it you need it's, to be unemotional yeah and and, and not, which is why and you know what it's funny as we're talking about this that's actually why the third step so important is you have to allow yourself to experience those negative emotions mm, yeah so that they can come and go yeah if you don't let yourself experience them you're continuously going to be fighting them and you're not actually going to be able to do this fourth step, which is the unemotional analysis of what happened. And, and that's the thing. But that is a key point, though. Yeah. Is, is it has to be emotionless. 100%. You can't say, I lost my job at Massive Joe's. Fuck Joe. Fuck yeah. 
system, fuck whatever, Play the I don't know, whatever it yeah. may be. Like, yeah. okay, why did I get fired though? What reason? Victim mentality serves fucking absolutely nobody. I mean, well, like that's when you look and I'm saying is you look there and say, well, no, so to fuck Joe, you're like, okay, why, why, what reasons did you give for letting me go? Was Take it some fucking responsibility? Was it because I was late more days than yeah. not? Was I not doing the tasks he wanted me to do? Did yeah. I, as you said before, did I completely bullshit on my resume and say that I was a marketing manager when mm. really I've got no marketing skills or, mm. or those kind of scenarios is yeah. yeah. Have an, unemo- an unemotional look, yeah. an emotionless look. Yeah. And, and yeah, really just say, why, why did this happen? Why did this happen in business? And yeah, that happens for everything, for mm. every aspect of business. Then I think the next step after that is tying into making sure you're not playing the victim mentality, which now we start to get into the mindset side of things. So the next step is about exerting, making sure that you're in a positive state of mind, mm-hmm. not a negative state of mind not playing the victim. Mm -hmm. And the way to do that is through, as we've mentioned, perspective, gratitude, Mm -hmm. as opposed to focusing on yourself, Mm. playing the victim and being envious of everything that you don't Mm. have. The perspective piece, absolutely crucial Mm. to put things in long-term scope. The gratitude, absolutely crucial so that you start focusing on the opportunities that you have, mm. the opportunities that the setback has presented you mm. with, as opposed to the opportunities that the setback is preventing you from achieving. Mm. And then that ties into the next step, which is either a complete change of direction mm-hmm. to make the most of the new opportunities that have presented themselves, which you are grateful for, mm-hmm. or a sidestep still pursuing the same goal, the same opportunities, but a sidestep because the path that you were going down no longer is the correct path Mm. and the setback has shown you that. Mm. So that's another little bit of, I guess, emotionless analysis. Yeah. But that has to happen after the perspective, the gratitude, the positive mindset. Is it the now what? Whatever that may be, depending on your situation. And as I just said is, is, yes, stop focusing, leave that, situation in the past yeah. and start looking forwards and, and but look forwards in terms of setting new goals yeah in terms of what do i do now um focus on what you next what your next steps are and as we said with fitness is it needs to be short goals mm. it's not year goals it's not all right the business has lost an employee yeah. i mean you're not looking at like where are they where's that employee going to be in a year's time i want this person doing this in a year's time Getting a new employee, the first step will be, as I said before, putting in a job application, a job um, description, for example. Yeah. Waiting for the resumes to come in a week later, um, shortlisting those, taking them through um, interviews or two or three rounds of interviews, whatever that may be, mm. is they're the small steps, and you can call them goals or milestones that need to be achieved to reach that bigger goal. But they're the small steps. You don't fire someone and then think, what do I want to doing in a year's time? Well, you actually need to get an employee first. Yeah. And and that'll get to where that needs to be. As I just said before, or as you were saying, if you lose your job, the first step is, all right, well, what's what is what does my future look like? And it ties in with that last point as well. But what does my future actually look like? Yeah. Like you don't say, well, like 10 years' time, I want to be a police officer. Well, 
you don't just rock up to the local police station and become a police officer. Yeah. It's a short goal. I need to go and apply for this. I need to go take the course, whatever it may be. Is And use that because those short goals, and as, as I said before, you need to get a few runs on the board. Is You need to get a few ticks. Is You need to cross a few things off the list before you get to that big goal. And that's that's the seventh and final step, mm. really, of, of how you deal with setbacks is mm. start to stack those small wins. Mm doesn't have to it really can't start big yeah. it needs to start small mm. because you're either changing direction or you're taking a sidestep mm. so the path it's almost like you're going down a, a you, you had you had a particular path that was nice and lit, lit up and you mm. can see exactly what was in front of you and now the setbacks happened and you're either going a different direction or taking a sidestep off the main path and it's no longer lit there's no light so it's dark. So you got to start taking baby steps because yeah. you actually don't know yeah. what's in front. You yeah. need to start with those very small wins, those stack those small wins mm. and stack them against other small wins and stack them against other small wins. Mm. Very similar to how you increase motivation level. Yeah. But this is now just starting to, to, to make sure you're moving back once again in the right direction. Mm. If it is stuff with, with um, like your job, for example, yeah. is take that time to really look at what you want to be doing with your life yeah and, and I, I think this this runs over everything we said about mm. an emotionless this particular point I'm about to make now is about the emotionless perspective on things yeah about now what do i do um all those kind of things is did you actually enjoy your job mm. you, you've caught up so much in the emotion of fuck i've lost my job what now yeah. is it something you actually enjoyed yeah. like did you enjoy waking up like you're let's say you're a bricklayer or you're a fucking um whatever milkman you're working the bakery at Coles and you have to be there at 4 a.m like did you like those early mornings did you did you if you're a bricklayer did you like fucking laying, laying bricks and the the cold mornings and getting wet and those kind of things well okay once that emotion has has died down have a look at it and say well okay no i didn't really enjoy that but i've always wanted to be a teacher all right and then that's what he said move on to the next step now what what do I need to do to be a teacher? And then go through those steps and plan it out and then get a few small runs on the board that way. And you know what, man? There's there's a couple of things that I hope that the the listeners and the and the viewers are kind of taken out of this And this what has ended up being a seven step process yeah. <laughs> of of how to deal with setbacks is you can deal with them. And there's a couple of little sayings that, that I like to remind myself of when I'm going through some shit, when I'm dealing with setbacks, whether it's business, fitness, personal life, whatever the fuck. The first one is that the universe only gives you challenges that you can handle. Mm. Nothing is going to be put in your way that you cannot handle. It's a saying that ties in with that is like if if it doesn't if it's not going to matter in a year then yeah. don't spend time worrying over it or if if you're not going to spend if you're not going to spend time worrying about it or it's mm. not going to be a big deal in a year's time or two years time then yeah. then don't waste any time on it and it's it's tied into perspective yeah effectively mm. it's it's a it's a way of illustrating perspective but the universe never gives you anything that you don't have the grit to handle the resilience to handle. And sure, through the process of dealing with a setback, it may even be designed for you to build more resilience. Mm. It may be designed for you to build more grit. It may 
teach you lessons and build your character and continue to force you to level up as a person. Mm. But it's never going to be something that you just can't handle. Mm. Mm. Can always handle. Mm. The second saying, and this is one that, that I've been quite public about. It's actually the screensaver on my phone at the moment for the uh, viewers watching. I'm just going to prove it to you. Check it out right there. Only good things happen for me. Elaborate. I'm just going to sit with that for a second. <laughs> that was that was planned silence, <laughs> just for just for a dramatic effect. Only good things happen for me. No matter what happens in your life, you have a choice of things happening to you mm. or things happening for you, mm. and then a choice of whether you perceive those things to be good. Or whether you perceive them to be bad. Mm. Those are the two choices you have. Something happens, whether it doesn't matter if it's positive or negative. Obviously, we're talking about setbacks, things that you haven't expected. Most of the time, they're going to be objectively, initially, negative. Yeah. You have two choices. This setback has either happened to me or it's happened for me. Mm. I made a... I made a- Finish what you're saying. The other choice mm. is this setback. Mm. I am either going to choose to perceive this to be bad mm. or I'm going to choose to perceive it to be good. Yeah. And I cannot encourage you guys with enough conviction. Once you've sat with the emotion, mm. the negative emotions, whatever they may be, to make two choices the first one is to choose that only good things happen for you. Mm. I did make a comment just before about not looking back. Yeah. And just so you don't get confused or the viewers get confused about that. Yeah. I meant, obviously, you've just said look back to reflect. Mm -hmm. but I'm just saying don't look back to dwell on it. Correct. So don't look back and think, keep thinking keep looking back and thinking, oh, I got fired from my job or this kept happening instead of moving forward. And you don't want it to prevent you from moving forwards by continuing is, to look back on that task. Dude, this is why I'm just, I'm going to keep coming back to this because I, I feel like this is such an important point and I feel like people don't understand how important this is. And I feel like most people don't do mm. it. You have to give yourself time to experience those negative emotions. Mm. That's the only way mm. that you're going to get to a point where you can look back in a positive light. Yeah. And not look back in, fuck the world. Yeah. I got fired from my job. But that's the thing is you have to give it a time frame of dwelling. Correct. And that, that's what we're saying is yeah. look on it, look at it, yeah. accept it. Yeah. Have an emotionless look. And that's why all these steps are so critical. Correct. In the order. In that, that order. Given them to you guys. My favorite speech of all time is by Steve Jobs Stanford speech. Uh -huh. And for those that haven't seen it, I recommend you go watch it. Yeah. But he gives three points in that speech at the Stanford commencement speech. Um, the first one was about how when he was in college, he got he dropped out of college because yeah. he wasn't enjoying it. Mm -hmm. He had no money or whatever the uh, situation was. So what he did is he just spent his time sleeping on his friend's dorm room floors. And while he was at college, started dropping into the classes he wanted to see. So he went and did calligraphy courses. Yeah. As, and as well as other course bottom was calligraphy, 
which down the track ended up helping him with the Mac mm -hmm. with their fonts, which was the first of its kind. Yep. So you look at that and he might look at dropping out of college as a setback, but down the track it's helped him. And you can only do that by looking back at what's happened. Correct. So the second point was when, as we said before, is when Steve Jobs got fired from Apple. Uh, Apple. Obviously, that's probably the most public firing or public outing of this like, modern time, I'd say. I can't really think of a bigger one. Of a company founder, yeah, probably. Um, which is pretty big. But then he went and started Pixar, mm -hmm. which is a motion picture, which is like Toy Story. Mm. Um, and then that ended up getting purchased by Apple. So if you look at that, it's come back around. Mm -hmm. And if he hadn't have gotten fired from Apple, he never would have gone and started Pixar, mm -hmm. which ended up getting bought by Apple anyway. So that's what I'm saying about you can look back and join the dots and see, and as you said, like this has happened for me mm -hmm. because without him dropping out or getting fired or whatever from uni, uh, sorry, college, bloody Americans, college, <laughs> so uni, college, um, yeah, he never would have learned that, which has helped him further down the track with Apple. Yeah. Um, same as with if he had never gotten fired, he who knows what might have happened, but now he's gone and started Pixar. Yeah. Which got picked up anyway. So, 100%. And, uh, you know, just to throw back to fitness, the two examples of fitness that I gave, the first was the injury that ended my basketball career. Hmm. I look back on that now and I'm so grateful hmm. that that happened because that led to us sitting here right now hmm. having this conversation. Legit. Hmm. One of the five most crucial things that happened in my life that led to where I am right now. Mm. Only a good thing that happened for me mm. could lead to that. Yeah. The second thing was the, in 2016, not placing mm. at the nationals, mm. not, not only my pro card and then having to come back in 2017 and, and do it. Mm. The amount of resilience and grit mm. that that instilled in me to do that. I, I have already taken in less than two years and applied to all other areas of my life. Mm. I'm so grateful that that happened. And like, guys, I get it. Like when you're in the moment, it's very, very difficult, especially when there's some real traumatic shit that's happened. Mm. Fuck, we, we, could, we, could, we could give so many examples, mm. but we, like we understand, we get it. When you're in the moment, it's very difficult to exercise this mindset. Mm. That's why I have it on my fucking phone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I look at it a hundred times mm. a day, literally. I encourage you to adopt the mindset that only good things happen for me because they do. Mm. I think in every situation, there's always going to be some kind of comeback. If yeah. you follow these steps, Seven step process, man. There's always going to be something that's going to lead to something far greater than what you've just been through. Yeah. If you follow those steps. I think to, to finish this podcast off, I'm just going to quickly run through the seven steps mm -hmm. with no discussion. Mm -hmm. Just just so, because we, we run through steps and then we talk shit yeah. <laughs> for 10 minutes. Seven step process of how to deal with setbacks. Step one, except the setbacks are inevitable. They happen to everyone. Step two, Set a definite time frame on how long you're going to experience the negative emotions associated with the step back. Step three, allow yourself to actually experience those negative emotions. Put a fucking asterisk next to that step because that is super important. Step four, analyze the setback. Unemotionally, analyze the setback. Objectively, analyze the setback and the reasons for it and what you can learn from it. 
Step five, exert positive mindset through perspective and gratitude. Step six, either change direction or sidestep, depending on the magnitude of the setback. And then step seven, start stacking small wins, start moving back in the right direction. Mm -hmm. Good shit, man. Exactly. Big Neve. I think we, I think that's right. I think that's a good, good place to end this episode 20 of the Massive Joe Show. You say it was a good one? Say it's a good one. (laughs) It's a good one. Dealing with setbacks. Man, this podcast is blowing the fuck up. Mm. And it's not because of us, because we really just sit here in the boardroom at Massive Joe's headquarters and come up with cool discussions and talk about them. Mm -hmm. You guys are the ones that are consuming the content. You're listening to the content and you are pushing us up and up on the iTunes charts, on the Spotify charts, on the SoundCloud need charts, actually. If SoundCloud SoundCloud had charts, we'd be on those motherfuckers too. Maybe we could go on the Daily Mix. Maybe we could. (laughs) So we appreciate you guys, man. And the one thing that we do ask from you is if you are getting value from this podcast. If you've listened to this episode 20 and that seven-step process of how to deal with setbacks is valuable to you, we ask one thing in return. We ask that you spread the word about the Massive Joe Show podcast. It can be in person next time you're at a fucking dinner and you're talking to the people you're at dinner with about what you've been consuming, movies you've been watching, podcasts you've been listening to. Man, give us a plug. Say to Massive Joe Show, you've really been enjoying it, getting a lot of value out of it. We would appreciate that. Something that we really appreciate, talking about Instagram because we did discuss it in this podcast, is take a screenshot of whatever platform you're listening to this podcast, iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, whatever, post it in your Instagram story, tag myself at Joseph Mansell, tag at Neve Movement, tag at Massive Joe's. We see the tags. You know what we do with them tags? Share them. We share them. Just make sure you're public. We repost them. Yeah, if you're public. If you're private, we can't see the shit. No. But still do it because we do appreciate it. Yeah. And everyone who follows you will see the shit. Yeah. So that's all we ask, guys. A little bit of love, a little bit of spread for the Massive Joe Show podcast. We're, we've got our eye on that number one spot on iTunes, and we're going after that motherfucker. But we need your help to get there. That's it, man. That's it. That's all I got. That's a wrap. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for tuning in to this episode 20 of the Massive Joe Show podcast, dealing with setbacks. Big Neve, it's good to have you back. It's good to be back. My man, thank you for your insightful inputs in this episode 20. Until next time, where are we coming to and from, man? MassiveJoes.com. Stay massive. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or TuneIn. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from Massive.